Hey, this is Pastor Rob Miller from Reclamation Church. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We pray that this message is completely life-giving and life-changing and that you take the blessing of the Word of God with you everywhere you go this week and pour into somebody else around you. Be blessed as you listen to this week's message. As we were practicing for this song and when Adrian told us that we were singing this song this Sunday, I couldn't help but think of Matthew chapter 25 with the parable of the ten virgins. I just want to read this really quick as we transition to a time of the word, God's truth going forth. It says in Matthew chapter 25, it says, The kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took in flasks, took oil in flasks along with their lamps. And now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight, but at midnight, it says there was a shout. When you least expect it, says that at midnight there was a shout and behold the bridegroom come out to meet him hallelujah then all those virgin rose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the prudent give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the prudent answered no there will not be enough for all of us and you too go instead and and buy some for yourselves. It says, while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready, those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Are you ready? Are you ready? What, what, this is my little mini sermonette before we get into the sermon. Are you ready? A couple weeks ago, we celebrated Christmas. We were going to have this awesome, amazing Christmas Eve service here at Reclamation. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have it. But, but one thing that I really wanted to point out, uh, actually, Dad and I were talking about this on Christmas morning. There was a period of silence between the old There's a period of silence there. And, and if we look at the setting of the first Christmas, there was violence, there was chaos, there was social unrest. It sounds very familiar. And in that moment, God sent his son. When it all seemed quiet, there came a shout through the lungs of a baby. And the world was ready. All the prophecies, people were looking forward to prophecies fulfilled. The world was ready. And God sent his son. All the prophecies fulfilled. Fast forward 2000, it might seem silent. It might seem like things are just unanswered and, and chaotic and there's violence and social unrest, but are you ready? Are you ready? Because here's the thing, the world was ready 2,000 years ago and here he comes. Right now, ready or not, here he comes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Don't be foolish. Get your house in order. 
Get your relationships in order. It's time to get ready. It's time to be filled with the oil so that the lamp doesn't go out. And this, and this is what I love about the five prudent ones because they had expectation. They were ready, Maddie. They were ready. They were waiting. Are you ready? Are you waiting? Don't be caught off guard. Jesus said, at an hour in which you least expect. Are you expecting? Are you ready? Father, we love you. We thank you that all the... You're, you're a man of your word. If you said it, it'll come to pass. I love how that song goes. If you said it, God, we believe it. And so, Father, today, as we, as we prepare our hearts to receive your word, Lord, prepare us. Because you fulfilled prophecies 2,000 years ago. And prophetically, you're coming again. If you've done it before, you'll do it again. So, Father, prepare the hearts of your children. Prepare the hearts of your church today. Lord, let us not be foolish, but, Lord, let us live in expectation. Knowing that you're coming again. Ready or not, you're coming. Father, help us to get ready. Father, prepare our hearts to receive your word today. Lord, not to just hear it. Father, there's, there's nothing I can say that can change people's hearts. It is the word. It is the mouth of the Holy Spirit. It is, it is your mouth, the words that come out of your mouth that bring transformation. Father, remove me from the picture today. Let people hear your voice. Let people hear your truth. And Father, I pray for a rising of expectation inside of us. Lord, something that's not even containable. But God, we have to share it. To tell people the good news that you're coming. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let's give the Lord a, a shout of praise today. Tell him you love him. Thank you. Hallelujah. You guys can be seated. If you can, if you can't, I'm not going to blame you. It's so good to see you and worship with you together again today at Reclamation. Welcome each and every one of you. If this is your first time, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. My name is Rob. I'm the lead pastor here at Reclamation, and it's so good to worship with you. Uh, you should have gotten a, a connection card that uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to tell you about us. We got a little gift for you as well. Just fill that out, turn it in, we'll get you a little gift. Just to say thank you for worshiping with us. If it's not your first time, you still look beautiful. You still look amazing. I'm so happy to worship with you today. Who had an amazing Christmas? Not, not everybody had an amazing Christmas. It looked a little different, right? He's still, he's still on the throne. He's still the king of kings. He's still our savior. And just like we opened up with, his loving kindness is forever. Amen. It doesn't change. Unlike our seasons and unlike our days here. Uh, here. Amen. I'm pumped. I'm excited to go into this uh, new series uh, called Expectation. Um, going into 2021. Our, our theme, last year we had a theme called Pursue. And that was coming out of Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Uh, we're, we're forgetting what lies behind and pressing on toward what lies ahead. Uh, uh, pursuing the heart of God. Uh, uh, I love what Paul says, I don't consider myself laying a hold of it yet. But in all I do, I forget what lies behind and I press on toward the goal, the upward prize, the goal of Jesus Christ. And how fitting if we could just continue that theme this year. Forget yesterday. How many of y'all want to forget yesterday? Forget last year. Forget 20, 2020 just never happened. 
Are you with me today? <laughs> but I just want to change our perspective on things because I don't know about you, but looking back at 2020, I'm blessed. You're blessed. The church here, we're blessed. It doesn't look like we wanted it to look like, but God still moved. Because God is not dependent on our feelings. God is not dependent on our emotions. God is not dependent on our expectations. He still moves. Amen. And so I want to talk about that going into 2021. Uh, our, our theme this year is going to be multiply. Y'all, how many of y'all were here for the series a few months ago, a couple months ago? Multiply. And, and here at Reclamation Church, our vision is uh, people, purpose, passion. Say it with me. People, purpose, passion. Say it again. People, purpose, passion. Pastor, what does that mean? We are all about demonstrating the unconditional love of Jesus Christ to all people, helping them discover their God-given purpose, not their world purpose, world-given purpose, their God-given purpose, and developing a passion for their relationship with God, with Christ and his bride, his church. Amen? So, so we're all about this year, all, everything that we do, everything that we say is about multiplying. People multiplying, making disciples. Matthew 28, 19, the Great Commission, go and make disciples to multiply. Multiply within our purpose to grow and thrive and increase and multiply within our passion. Understanding that I can never get enough in my relationship with God. And I should never be satisfied with my current relationship with God. I should always strive for more. So this year, as we go into 2021, everything that we do is going to be for the goal of multiplying and building and expanding his church. Amen. Y'all with me on that? Amen. Amen. So, so I just want to read this. A lot of this deals with expectation. What are, what are your expectations going into this year? What are you expecting this year? And, and this is what I love because a lot of us go into a new year and we're like, new year, new me. Anybody? Now I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Hallelujah. Anybody else with me? Let's go on a, a 10-pound weight loss journey. Hey, amen. Let's do it. Right? And we have all these resolutions. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm, I'm going to do more of this. And, and if we're not careful, our New Year's resolutions all become about me. I'm going to do this. This is going to benefit me somehow. And, and this is what I want to get today. I'm really jumping all, all over the place in my notes right now, but I want to say this right now. I'm not here to teach or preach a motivational message that's going to make you feel good about yourself and make you want to do stuff for you. Because that's not the gospel that Jesus preached. Jesus said to crucify yourself, to take up your cross and follow. I'm not here to teach a, a, a motivational message. That, I'm not going to do that today. But what I want to do is preach a message that stirs something inside of you to go deeper with your relationship with him. To change your, your, your idea, your mentality from what can I get out of this year and say, God, what am I doing for you this year? What are your expectations of me going into 2021? Forget my expectations for what I want. God, what do you want from me? What do you want from my marriage? What do you want from my family, from my workplace, my career? In every area of my life, what are you expecting of me? Can we change our perspective this year? Because I think that might be why 2020 was so terrible. Because we had all of these great expectations of what we wanted to do. And, and the wrench was thrown into the mix and we weren't able to do a lot of what we wanted to do. But God did what he had to do in our life. And, and, and a lot of us drew even closer to him. Because sometimes he has to disrupt some things in our life, disrupt the normalcy. And I'm not doing this whole new normal thing. I'm not talking about making a new normal. I'm talking about chasing after him. That's what I'm talking about. Disrupt the things of life so that our focus is on what is, is, is peace, what is joy, what is hope. To fix and focus our eyes on him. And last year, again, our theme was pursue. And how perfect was it that in everything that we did was all about pursuing 
God. There wasn't much else that we could pursue. So what are your expectations going in to 2021? And, and there's so many things that are just unknown, so, not just in our own life, but in the world today. Like, what's next? And, and I, love my, I love my daughter, my youngest daughter, Maya. I, I posted this on social media. Uh, she said she realized on December 31st that it was New Year's Eve. So we're driving down the road, and she says, ha, huh, it's New Year's Eve. We're like, yeah. She said, so does that mean the virus goes away tomorrow? <laughs> if only. <laughs> and so, so here's the thing. What, <laughs> we like to think that, boom, there's a, a complete change and transformation with a dot on the calendar. And everything just shifts. But what happens when everything just carries over? And that, this is the only point where there's a shift and change in life is where God intervenes. There's nothing man can do. There's nothing you can do. It is all only God. And so, so here's what I'm saying. So many people are looking for a solution. There are problems everywhere, yes? So many people are looking for a solution, and you are carrying the solution. And I say this so many times, don't hoard it. Don't hoard it. Share it. If people only knew the gift that you were carrying. Amen. So much for unknown, carrying into 2021. Uh, this is what I love, the, the 10 virgins that we were talking about. Uh, they, they were waiting. And I feel like God has been speaking this to me. Adrian asked me the other day, why are you so quiet all the time now? And I was like, honestly, I feel like God is just telling me to be still, to just wait, to stand and see. Rob, I've got, I've got it. I've got it. Get your hands out of it. Be still. Wait. And I love that word wait. And we've talked about this in the past with some series that we've talked about. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 40 says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength or rise like wings as he. That word wait in the Hebrew means to bind together. Those who bind together with the Lord shall renew their strength because your strength is not your own anymore. There's a joy in his presence. There is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we bind together with him. They that wait. They that are just silent, still, and expecting. Because if you're waiting, you're expecting something. Not many people just wait around for nothing. We, we wait expectantly. And we see this with, with Simeon and Anna in Luke chapter 2. Jesus is just born, and Mary and Joseph are bringing him to the tabernacle. And Simeon, who was old, he, he, God promised him, you're going to see the salvation of Israel. You're going to see it. And so Simeon understood if he said it, he'll do it. And so Simeon in Luke chapter 2 sees baby Jesus, and he says, my eyes have seen and Anna, right after, let me, let me read Anna's story because I love Anna's. And it says right there, and there was a prophetess. I love it. There was a prophetess named Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84. That's a long wait. That's a long wait. And I love what it says. She did not leave the temple grounds. She did not leave, serving night and day with fasts and prayers. And at the very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak about him to all those who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. What are your expectations? What are you expecting? Simeon expected the salvation of Israel. Anna expected the redemption 
of Jerusalem. What are you expecting going into 2021? Are you expecting the redemption of your Jerusalem, of your home, of your family, of your work, of your marriage? Are you expecting the redemption? Are you expecting the salvation, the peace of God? What are you expecting going into 2021? And, and this is what I love, her expectation for what God was going to do compelled her to be in his house. The expectation of the promise fulfilled compelled her to be in his house. Fasting, praying, expecting to seek the redemption of Jerusalem. And just like Simeon, her expectations were tied to her dedication. Are you ready? Are you dedicated? Simeon was a devout and just man, dedicated, expecting to see promises fulfilled. And this is what I love, her expectations, listen to me, her expectation changed her behavior. It compelled her to stay in his house, to serve God. In other words, expectations are these boundaries. And if you tuned in last week to our online message that Pastor Adrian and I uh, did online last week, we talked about vision and expectation and how those are the boundaries in which we live our life. What are we expecting God to do? Let's stay within the boundaries of those, of those expectations. Let's stay within the boundaries of the vision of what God is wanting to do. It lays the, it, and I love it because it's what Proverbs 29, 18 says. There, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. In other words, where there's no vision, where there's no boundaries, where there's no limits, people are undisciplined. How many undisciplined disciples do we have? Because there's no vision. And another way to put that is where there's no divine revelation where there's no godly expectation, because we can have human expectations. Here's the thing about human expectations, they will always fail, right? One of the things that we talk about in marriage counseling is unmet expectations. Some of the biggest arguments that you're gonna have in your marriage is unmet expectations. Amen? Because you're expecting your spouse to do something or to say something, or, or, or to be something. And when man does not meet those expectations, when your spouse doesn't meet those expectations, we're praying for you. It's like a resume, right? How many of y'all have ever lied on a resume? Don't raise your hand. Who raised their hand? <laughs> right? We see those memes all the time on, on, on social media, you know, it lied on my resume, and it's like, it's, anyways, you end up getting a job, but you lied on your resume, and you have no clue what you're doing. Anybody ever been there? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> right? And, and so what happens? The boss is like, John, your resume says, you could do this, but my expectations and the way you're meeting those expectations determines that is a lie, right? Because the boss has expectations of the way that you're going to perform your duties. And, and if you don't match those expectations, they're going to let you go. And so some of us got to stop lying on a resume as Christians. because the boss just might let you go. We talked about that with the Multiply series. You remember? If you're not going to do it, you're going to get replaced. God's mission, his plan is always going to work. It's always going to succeed. Amen? Unmet expectations. Human expectations are always going to fail, but godly expectations will always fulfill. Why? Because my God is faithful. 
If he said it, he'll do it. Always. And here's the thing. It may not look like the way you want it done, but he's not limited to your box of expectations. If he said it, he'll do it. Amen? So, so here's where I'm going with this. How many of us are glad 2020 is over? How many of us are glad it's a new year? We're in a new year. We see all around us. I'm so thankful that 2020 is over. How much pain and agony and hurt, disconnection and discontent did this year bring us? And, and we just associate it with failed expectations and, and things that are unmet. So many of us were probably like, this was my year. <laughs> I saw a lot of posts beginning of 2020. This is my year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That didn't happen. Because it's not about what you can do. It needs to be about what God is going to do in your life. Amen. And I'm so thankful for a new year. We hear it every year. New year, new me. Resolutions are all about uh, who we are going to be, all about self. And I saw this uh, earlier this week. It says, we often hear life is short, better enjoy it. YOLO. Life is short, better enjoy it. What if we change our perspective to eternity is forever? Better prepare for it. What if, we, what if the church started preaching that message? What if the body of Christ took that message outside of the walls and started telling people, as John the Baptist, people get ready. Get ready. Make way. Be that voice crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Are you expecting to see the redemption and the salvation of God in your life and in your family and in your home? And what new things are you expecting to see God do this year in your life? I love what Isaiah 43, 16 to 19 says. I'm reading the CSB version. It says, this is what the Lord says who makes a way in the sea and a path through raging water. That's a callback to, to, to Exodus. That's a callback to when they were leaving uh, bondage and when they were leaving Egypt. Right here in verse 16, it says that, it says, the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path in the raging water, who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one, that, that they lay down, they do not rise again, they are extinguished, put out like a wick. And I love what 18 says, it says, do not remember the past events. I don't, I don't get it. Are, are we supposed to remember what God does in our life? God, you made a way through the sea. And, and it's, it's, Isaiah says, don't remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Why? Behold, I'm doing something new. I, I, I did something for you then. But what I'm about to do is going to look completely different, but it's going to be so much better. Don't look at the old ways. Don't look at what I did in 2020. Don't look at what I did in 2019. Don't look at what I did yesterday. Look, I'm about to do something completely new and miraculous in your life. Are you expecting it? Behold, I'm about to do something new. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it's coming. Do you not see it? Are you ready for it? Are you expecting it? It says, indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Wait, I thought he was making a way through the rivers. And that's what I love about God. It never looks like what we want it to look like, but it still answers. Whatever God does, he still answers. First he said, I was making a way through. Now I'm bringing it to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? How many of y'all built up a lot of perseverance and endurance in 2020? I hope you did. I hope you did. Are you ready? Get ready. 
I'm doing something new. And this is what I love. And I want you to hear this. I'm not looking for a new year. I'm not looking for a new day. I'm not looking for a new season because those things come and go. What I'm looking for is a new thing. I'm looking for something new that God is doing. I'm looking for the one who brings new things. I'm looking for the one who makes new things come to life, old things to new. I'm looking for him. I'm pursuing after him. I'm chasing after him. It doesn't matter how the calendar flips or anything like that. It's not about the new day. It's about the one who makes it new. Amen. Can we pursue him? with all that we are this year. And I love it because expectation is all about looking forward. You can't have expectations and look at yesterday. Yesterday has come and gone. Yesterday is not going to answer your today. Expectations are always looking forward. I press on toward the upward call of Jesus Christ. My hope My expectation is not a new year. It's not a new season. My hope is in Jesus. And I'm looking to him. Amen. I'm going to live within the boundaries of his calling and his purpose on my life. I'm looking forward. Godly expectations produce godly vision. And vision helps me to live within the limits, the limits of his word, the limits of his will, the limits of his calling and purpose on my life. And here's the thing. It's not about limitations from. It's about limitations to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. So have a vision. Do you have a vision this year? We talked about this last week. Do you have a vision for your family? Do you have a vision for your home? Do you have a vision for your marriage? What is the limitations that you as a family, that you as a couple, that you as an individual are going to stay within? What are the disciplines that you're going to live your life within this year to prepare and get ready to live prepared, to live ready? You need to have that vision in your life. You need to have those expectations of what God is going to do. And I'm going to read this out of Acts chapter 3. And it says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been unable to walk from birth was being carried, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order for him to beg for charitable gifts from those entering the temple grounds. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple grounds, he began to ask, uh, he began asking to receive a charitable gift. But Peter, along with John, looked at him intently and said, look at us. And verse 5 says, and he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And I love what Peter says, but Peter said, uh, uh, I I don't have any silver, I don't have any gold, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but what I have, I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And says, grasping him by the right hand, he raised him up. There was no question. There was no hesitation. Grabbing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and it says, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and verse 10 says, and they recognized him. As being the one, the very one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg for charitable gifts. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And there's something I want to pull. There, there's, there's a couple of things I want to pull out of this really quick today. First and foremost, I, I love what happens right here with Peter and John. This is Acts chapter 3. How many of y'all know what happened in Acts chapter 2? This is right after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room where God gifted them the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And it says that 3,000, they multiplied that day. And right here, right after that, Peter and John are walking to the temple. And, and, and here's the thing. They come across this man who's expecting something. Expecting to receive something. And Peter and John say, I don't have what you're looking for, but I have what you need. And so here's my first point. Be ready. Be ready to translate the gift. We talked about this in the Multiply series, translate the gift. Be ready to translate the gift. To translate the gift, that means you have to be in the presence, freshly within the presence of God. And I love it because they become a dwelling people. We talked about this too. They become a dwelling people, not just a dwelling place, but they become a dwelling people, dwelling constantly in the presence of God. And they have this fresh outpouring upon them and now carrying the presence of the Holy Spirit with them. They bring the presence of the Holy Spirit to this man. And it says that he immediately got up and walked in strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The presence of God was, was gifted through the carriers of the gift. Be ready to translate. I love how it's just, it was right after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And they were ready to share it without hesitation. Look at your neighbor and say, no more hesitations. I'm speaking and I'm sharing the gift the second thing, I love, I love the second thing that I want to pull out of this. It's really cool. It says that the world is always expecting something. The world is expecting something. Think about it. Look around us. How many of y'all got your stimulus payment? How many of you haven't yet? How many of y'all are expecting it? The world is expecting something. The world is constantly looking for an answer constantly looking for something to fix the problem. The world is always expecting something. We have everything. The church has everything. And this is what I love because this man, he's lame from birth. He looks at them in verse 5 and, he, and it says that he gives his attention to them, expecting to receive something, expecting to receive anything. And they were willing to share all that they had. I love it. I don't have much. I don't have riches. I don't have fame. I don't have silver and gold. But what I do have is going to be, it's what you need. I'm going to give it to you. And we hit this last week with our online message. How many people have died this year alone? And how many of them knew Jesus? How many didn't? How many of them were looking for something, expecting something? We have an opportunity to pour into people, to bring them, to reclaim them. And just like this man, so many of us have expectations. So many of us are looking for something, looking for something to answer our need to answer our cry. But listen, I want to encourage you to manage your expectations. Don't have human expectations going into 2021. Have divine and godly expectations because when God answers your prayer, it's probably not going to be what you thought it was going to be. He will respond. He always answers. And we're often trapped in our man-made expectations and human understanding of expectations. And, and that always, it often handicaps our faith. God didn't answer it this way, so now I don't trust God. But did God answer it? But, but did, did God bring unity into your life? Did, did God bring unity into your marriage? And, and let me hit that really quick because some of you might be like, well, Pastor, I can't, I, can't, I can't have a vision for my marriage because we have two different hearts. 
he has his heart and she has her heart, or, or, or there, we have two different ways that we want to go, then have a vision for your marriage and have a vision for your spouse. And here's the thing, speak that vision over them and treat them according to that vision. I'm living in a unified marriage. Believe it. Speak it. Live it. Everything that you say and do. Our, 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 our vision this year is we are a ministry team. One. We are a ministry team serving all people with the words that we say and the way that we live. And everything that we do needs to be done that way. To serve people in the way that we live and the things that we say and the things that we post So have a vision for, for your marriage. And I love, I think it's in Proverbs, maybe it's Proverbs 31, but we talked about this in the marriage series before, and it says that the, that the wife goes and shouts it from the walls, uh, and, and, and that her husband is an honorable man, and she speaks those things. And, and what if we adopted that point of view? Maybe if your marriage is, is struggling, what if you adopted that point of view to live in humility and speak life? Speak love and vision of what you expect your husband and wife to be, but not to have human expectations, but divine expectations of God transforming them. Amen. And lastly, let me, let me say this. We cannot respond the way that the world responds. We cannot respond the way the world responds. Think about it. Peter and John meet this lame man going to church, on their way to church. And he's begging and he's asking for something. Oftentimes we hear the world say, I'm not going to give him anything, he's just going to use it for drugs. I'm not going to give him anything, he's only going to use it for alcohol. I'm not going to give him anything. I'm just going to turn, I'm, I don't see him. I don't, I don't see. We cannot respond and I want you to make a commitment this year. Don't respond the way the world responds. Be like Peter. Be like John. Look, look I'm, I don't have any money to give you, but can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? That's boldness. That's sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. What if we adopted that mentality? So again, what Abraham did. What, what good is this gift if I can't share it, what good is all that you give me if I can't translate it and share it with somebody? We cannot respond the way the world does. The man was asking for silver and gold, and their response is not what he's looking for, but it's what he needed. And if we look all around us, we're, we're going to be about multiplying this year. We, we cannot respond and live in the way that the world lives in response. Because if you look around you to the world today, do you see multiplying or do you see division? We cannot respond the way the world responds. The church needs to respond with unity, growth, and increase. We, we can't expect the church to bring healing to a divided nation if the church itself is divided. We need to unify generationally. We need to unify racially. We need to, to unify uh, 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 all across the spectrums, all of us. Denominationally, we need to unify. We are the church, the body of Christ. And the world needs the church. Amen. John 14, 27. I love this. This is, this is, this is Jesus speaking. He says, my peace I give to you. I don't give like the world gives. He says, I'm going to give you peace. And, but listen, I'm not going to give it to you like the world gives. I, and if we could just live in that same mentality. I'm not going to give my life and my peace and my joy the way that the world gives. I'm going to share the love of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not going to give anything. And I'm not going to react and respond the way that the world does. And I'm going to make that commitment this year to not respond that way. But to respond with gentleness and kindness 
with the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy and, and peace. Amen? To respond the way that Christ would respond. And this is what I love. Uh, I, I love what, what happens with Peter and John here. They reach out and, and, and they touch him. They reach out and they grab him without hesitation, without even thinking twice. And how many of us, we, we hesitate? Now, I've talked about this before. I'm at Taco Bell. Father, if you want me to speak with them, you'll give me an extra cheese roll up. Right? Or we're in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Father, if I'm going to minister to that person today that I see at Walmart, you're going to give me uh, five nuggets instead of four. And we put all these conditions on, on what, we got, what, we, uh, uh, what we think God wants us to do. God wants you to share the word, to share his love, to share his grace. If he's given you grace, share his grace. If he's given you his love, share his love. Share it. No hesitations. And I love he just reaches out. And in that moment, it's like they bridge. I talked with Mike about this yesterday. It's like they bridged divinity and humanity. That, that, that moment that they touched heaven flowed through the vessel of Peter and John and invaded the life of this lame man. They were the bridge between divinity and humanity. Can we be a bridge in 2021? Can we be a bridge? Forget the year. Can we always be a bridge? That's what Jesus did. Jesus came from heaven, lived on earth, bridging divinity and humanity on a cross and gave us access to his presence and restored that relationship with him. Amen. Resolve to respond differently this year. Respond in a way that brings growth in unity. Amen. See, see here's the thing. Again, the man also had to respond. So much of, 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 of our faith is all about human response. He says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And, and this is what I love because Peter and John, they just, they just lifted him up. They just grabbed him and pulled him up. They didn't even give him a chance to think about it. Well, I don't know. I haven't been able to walk in 35 years. They just reach, and there's this human response in, in this man to, to, to stand, to get up after he's on his feet. And it says strength entered his legs and his ankle and his feet. He was strengthened again. You have to respond to what God is wanting us to do. If we're going to ask expectantly, we have to seek expectantly. And we have to knock expectantly. And, and know and have anticipation that God is going to bring what I'm expecting and to receive what I expect. So what are you doing in your response? What are you expecting out of 2021? What is God expecting out of you this year? What are your godly expectations? Will you stand with me as we close today? I want to encourage each and every one of you. What is your vision for your family? What are your expectations for your family, for your marriage, for your home this year? What are you expecting God to do? Write it out. Write it out. I love how Sarah commented last week, a vision board. What if we all just had a vision board and wrote down what we were expecting God to do? How many of y'all just need deliverance? You're expecting God to bring healing. You're expecting God to bring deliverance and freedom to your life. You're expecting God to, to make a new creation out of your marriage. To do something new. We need that divine revelation. And I love Anna, what we talked about at the beginning. She served in the temple, she served in the church. She was always in God's house, always in God's presence because she expected promises fulfilled. And she expected to see the redemption of Jerusalem. What are you expecting to be redeemed this year? 
What needs to be reclaimed this year? Father, we love you. We thank you, God, uh, that, that you have expectations of us. That you want us to go even deeper. That you want us to do even greater things. Father, I pray that we would answer the call of those expectations. And Father, if there's anybody here today, they, they need to redeem some things in their life. Some things need to be saved. Some things need to be redeemed. Their, their life needs to be saved. Their marriage needs to be transformed and changed. They have lost children that need to come home. They're suffering from, from disease or illness. Father, if there's anybody here today, Father, we're expecting great things. We're expecting healing because you said, by your stripes we are healed. You said it, we believe it. We're expecting salvation because you said those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So God, we want to live in the God will this year. Expecting, anticipating great things. Help us to be ready, God. You can keep your head bowed and eyes closed. I, I love what happens to this lame man. It says that he went leaping and praising God. It completely changed the way he walked. Completely changed the way he lived. He wasn't stuck in that disability anymore. And maybe you have a spiritual disability here today. Maybe God is, or maybe, maybe you have addictions or or, or you have limitations uh, mentally of what, of, of what you can do in the kingdom. Look, God can, God will. And it's time to live in the God will. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to this week's message from Reclamation Church. We pray it was a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to take this message everywhere everywhere with you and pour into those around you. And if you would love to be a blessing to the Reclamation Church ministry, you can easily give at our website at reclamationchurch.faith. Scroll down to the bottom and click on online giving. Or you can even text to give any dollar amount to 84321 and set up a giving account with Reclamation Church. Again, we pray that this was a blessing. Be a blessing to those around you this week. And may God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you with the light of his countenance and, be, uh, and give you peace this week. Amen. Be blessed.